Welcome to Mostly Funny. I'm your host, Sam Perriard. I find life really funny. Well, mostly. This podcast hosts topics you want to know and guests you want to hear from. I believe laughter and self-growth are the gateway to a dang good life. Tune in for your weekly sip of open conversations, humor, mindset, and expert advice from awesome people. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I know we're going to have so much fun together. Now let's dive in. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Today, I have a guest. Again, I'm so excited to introduce her to you. But but before we dive in, I have something funny to tell you guys. (laughs) And you're never going to look at sprinkles the same again. So I made a horrible discovery and ruined sprinkles for myself. I don't think it's ruined for my husband or obviously my son because I don't think he understands what this really means. But let me just ask you this. Have you ever looked at the, uh, what is that called? Ingredients on the back of a sprinkle bottle, especially the ones from the dollar store. Okay. Like if you know it's good for you, don't do it or do it. Actually do it, do it. And then never eat sprinkles again because guess what I learned is in them. Shellac. And I thought shellac was like a plastic. I mean, I go to the the salon and I've gotten shellac on my nails before. So I'm like, what is there like plastic in this? Is this nail polish? What is this? I looked it up and guess what shellac is? Just, just guess. Are you guessing? Or do you know? And I'm just in the dark. It is bug secretions. It is bug secretions from some weird bug somewhere in Thailand. I don't know why it is. Oh my God. I could not believe this. Okay. So I'm going to read you the definition. Shellac is a resin secreted by the female lac bug on trees in forests of India and Thailand. It is processed and sold as dry flakes and dissolved in alcohol to make liquid shellac, which is used as a brush on colorant, food glaze, and wood finish. Oh no. But but why? Why are we eating this? Why is it in sprinkles? Anyways, so yeah, that happened. Um I don't think I'll be eating sprinkles anymore. Um I don't think I will be using shellac as a nail polish either. And can somebody tell me is it just really cheap? Like you would think that sh- that bug secretions would not be cheap. I feel like that would take a lot of work. Oh, gosh, I'm scarred for life. Um, Yeah, so that happened. Also, something else funny happened this week. My son said something. um, He has no idea what this means because I don't think my husband or I have ever said this word. Um, I mean, we've said a lot of words that he repeats, and this is not one of them. So I have no idea if he's heard it somewhere or if it just happened. But he yelled very loudly out of nowhere, stop that Kegel. And I didn't know what to do that with that information. I laughed and he didn't repeat it again because he I don't think he really knew what he was saying. But <laughs> it just made me laugh. And I felt like sharing that with you guys because I know there's a lot of moms who listen. And um, if you're kid has said anything funny like that and you definitely know they don't know what it means, please share that with me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. And before we dive into today's episode, I would love to introduce my guest. So I had a conversation with a new friend of mine. Her name is Shay. She's a self-love coach who is launching a coaching program the week of February 14th. We cover a lot in this episode. Um, it's not as short as my typical episodes, which, yeah, we cover a lot. <laughs> so I hope that you guys enjoy this. I hope you guys get some value out of this. Um, and don't forget to reach out to Shay if you are interested in what she has to say. Um, She's definitely on a mission to help women with their self-care, their happiness, their overall um, finding their mission. And I'm excited for you guys to hear from her. So without further ado, let's welcome Shay. Hey Shay, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? 
Good. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so pumped to be here. I've been yeah. looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, this is exciting. So I met Shay online <laughs> um, and we became fast friends because we're both the same kind of weird, which is great. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, so Shay, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. So I am from Boston, Mass. So I don't know how many... You're based in Canada, so I don't yeah. know if everybody knows where that is. So that's like the northeast of the U.S. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Just in case, just in case. Um, I really don't know anything about Canada aside from like the main cities. So nice. <laughs> we got we got to work on that down here. I think on uh, geographical locations in Canada. Anyways, okay. I'm from I'm <laughs> from fine. I'm from Boston. Um, moved down to actually moved down to San Diego in. June 2020, um, after a really shitty year teaching. I was a high school French teacher for seven years. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually in this place in my life where I started teaching at this new school. Um, it was very entitled, privileged district, very white, had a very, uh, the, I feel like I can say the name and it's okay. It's, it was called Duxbury. The name of the mm -hmm. town was Duxbury, but it had everybody called it Deluxeberry. It's just oh. like a fancy, ritzy town by the beach. So this was going to be like a good professional move for me mm -hmm. um, because it was going to have more access to resources and training and support. And I really liked like the methodology that they used in, um, in teaching foreign language. So I was like, okay, cool. I actually wasn't even looking for a job, but I knew one of the women who was already working there Mm -hmm. um, and she just put it out to me. So I was like, whatever, I'll apply. I'll see what happens. If I get it, great. If not, no big deal. So I applied. I got the job. I was in a relationship with this guy at the time that I was like, he's the one, mm -hmm. you know, that I had it all going on. Right. right. Like right. I basically started this new school year. Like we, we actually had only been dating for like six months, but we decided to move in together because, you know, the way the leases were working out, we were like, okay, yeah. we can wait another year plus to move in together or we mm -hmm. can just go for it right now and see what happens yeah and I felt really good about where we were so we we're like fuck it let's just do mm -hmm. this far swears okay yeah it's fine don't worry okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so we we're like yeah let's just try it we'll see what happens like whatever he also traveled a ton for work mm -hmm. so it just kind of made sense to right. to see what happened so so yeah so I had this really terrible work situation happen where um, it's like a situation with a student who wasn't happy with her grade that snowballed into this whole big thing. Oh no. Where, yeah. Where I basically, um, my professional integrity was basically called into question. What? They ended up opening a harassment case against me. Like it was this whole thing. Like they said that I was like targeting the student, which was not the case. So whatever, that's like Whole different story but that's basically the reason I'm giving all this context is because that's what prompted me to move um, mm -hmm. out to California because Neither here I was thinking yeah I was like thinking I had everything like wow I have this new job I have mm -hmm. this guy who I'm like pretty sure we're gonna get married and have babies and um, he was from also from New England so okay. like Northeast US and okay but went to the University of Tampa down in Florida. So mm -hmm. he had been living in Florida for like 12 years or something. He just stayed down mm -hmm. there after he graduated. And um, he moved up to Boston for work. So the idea was that we were going to move down to Florida. And I have always wanted to live somewhere warm. Yeah. I don't know. Do you feel that where you live? Are you oh, like yeah. very content? And okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, so we, I love Canada. I love, I love it here. I don't think we would ever move somewhere full, like warm full time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I dream of it very often. Yeah. But just where I live is such a great place to raise kids. But yeah. so my husband and I are obviously, we're on a, a journey of growth and amazing business ventures and stuff as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, earning a financial overflow and being in abundance so we can travel to those places. Yeah. 
But as a kid, I always dreamed of living there, like living in Florida or something like that. Yeah. However, I am very terrified of spiders and my husband's terrified of snakes. So it's, we'll just visit and then we'll mm-hmm. come back. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's buggy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like new work, new boo, like He's my ticket out of Massachusetts. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because I always wanted, so I don't know what it was, but I never really felt like I wanted to be in Massachusetts, but I didn't really know where I wanted to be. Right. Um, so I always felt like drawn to somewhere warmer, mm-hmm. but I never had like a friend who was like, Hey, I'm going here. Do you want to come with me? Or um, like a work opportunity or any, like, I don't know. I, I'm sure if I looked, I could have found something, but mm-hmm. um yeah, just there were no like reasons for me to leave, even though I really wanted to. And when we were together and I thought we were going to move to Florida, I was like, I don't know that I'm like obsessed with Florida, but it's really humid down there. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston's really humid in the summer too, but it, it's for them, it's like humid, humid, humid all the time. It's like you step outside and you're sweating and you haven't even done anything. So I like that. You like that? You I like do. just a random sweat for no reason? I don't sweat really. Like oh, it's, I do. it's a really weird thing. Like I like I don't my face doesn't ever sweat. Um and like my armpits, but and like yeah. the top like my top crack of my, my top crack. <laughs> My husband, though, like, like any time we've traveled anywhere tropical, like he's like, uh, this is horrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, like, it's okay. It's okay. It's just like it's it's really like humidity is always at like a hundred percent. Basically, okay, it's just yeah. it's really hot and um whatever. So I was okay with that. I was like, mm-hmm. cool, getting out of Massachusetts. And then yeah. So then when we broke up, so yeah, all of this work crisis crap happened, and it yeah. was worse than it being um just, I don't know, like a bad time at work. It, mm-hmm. was, it was like an ego killer, you know, because I was like, I, it was my first year at the school and they didn't really know me. I didn't have enough professional clout there for me right. to be like, this is not me. Um, there was a lot of things that came up where it was like, yes, I said that, but she manipulated the context or the tone or like literally like there were so many things that were taken out of context just for her benefit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure for them on their end, they're like, I don't really know what's true and what's not true. And I was, I was super honest with them because I was like, I got nothing to lose. I didn't, there were some things that came up where I was like, yeah, that did happen. And if I had maybe changed that, we wouldn't be here, but nothing that they were actually accusing me of was true if that Mm. makes sense it was so like the situation was kind of like the intention behind the situation wasn't what they thought it was kind of like yeah 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 he earned herself a bad grade that's what it is and being a teacher that will probably put you in a hard spot and then it was the thing is she didn't even have a bad grade she went from an a to a b oh (laughs) which i don't do you guys use a b system in canada we don't but i okay like it would you get be, the idea yeah yeah absolutely from tv so, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah yeah I, yeah you know what though actually i think our universities use it um we use like percentage system okay so it would be from going to like a 95 percent to an 85 percent i think so, is what happened like okay so not even that bad no not that bad not bad and you earn the yeah. grade you earn so yeah. so so after so, all that happened basically what happened it, it like the whole situation it, manipulated and then yeah um and yeah the whole thing just kind of got blown out of proportion and it just really it was like a month where I was I would say I was even in like a mini depression not like I was clinically diagnosed with it but it was just like I was still going to work every day but it was just taking a lot out of me I was really sad and I'm not like the person you see me on the internet (laughs) I'm usually like that in real life. Like yeah. I'm really happy go lucky. Like I'm not, that's not me like putting it on. Like I'm usually pretty happy. I say, I'm usually yeah. like an eight out of seven or eight out of 10 most days. I'm usually nice. doing pretty good. And um, this was just like really dragging me down. So anyways, we were, sure. I was living with my boyfriend at the time and I, you know, a month of this had gone by and I'm like thinking I'm some kind of emerging from feeling like shit about myself and being in this like kind of dark headspace. I know it was like kind of snappy, not, not 
um, the girlfriend that I think that I usually am, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. sweet well, and fair. lovey and nurturing and whatever. That happens. So, yeah. I That's mean, fine. it was going through a real bad time. So here I am thinking I'm having this like very self-aware moment and I'm like, you know, talking to him, acknowledging how I was. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I know that I was snappy and I was like, just like not myself. And I know that it was, I, I was not myself for me. So I know that I was not myself in the relationship and I'm sorry for how that impacted us and like, yada, yada. So anyways, his response to that was like, yeah, it was really hard for me. <laughs> and so then we had a whole talk about that. And then basically we broke up like a couple of weeks later. Mm. And so the work crisis kind of like imploded my relationship but, mm-hmm. you know, in the end, I guess it's for the best. Cause like, who wants to be with somebody who's only going to be with them yeah. through the, the good, happy, fun times, you know? Yeah, um, that's right. Um, you know, going in, in being in a ro- long-term relationship myself, like we have walked through some hard seasons over these past six and a half years. Right. We yeah. have. Yeah. And you know what, if you can't sit with your partner in their darkest season and not internalize it as, you know, Oh, this has been so hard for me. I think that we're, we need a break then, you know, like you literally have to be able to sit with them to that. Mm-hmm. Just, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, if you want to live in a monogamous long-term relationship, it's just, it's just how it goes. Right. 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 So I, I honestly think too, part of it was like, I mean, I don't know, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I'm just like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. Like, I think he, I think he hadn't fully settled into Boston and was, and he traveled so much. So I feel like he was also just not feeling really connected to the area. And I think like, I was like the only person he really knew in, in Boston besides like he would go down to Rhode Island where he lit, where he was from and he had friends down there, but that was like an hour away. Um, so yeah, I think he just felt like he had to deal with me while I was going through something hard. And he, I think he was just like not super happy in Boston. This mm-hmm. was also happening during the winters. It's just like cold and gray and gross outside. And um, yeah, I don't know. So I just was like, fuck this. If I'm gonna, if I, if we're not going to be together and I'm not moving to Florida, I'm moving somewhere warm by myself. Like I'm just going to Good, make it good for you. So, so yeah, so I decided to move to San Diego at first, now I'm in LA. Um, I ended up, I decided on San Diego because my sister lives in LA, but I've been to LA a bunch of times and I've never been like swept away by it. Like, like I feel like, pe- yeah. Yeah. I feel, I always say like, I feel like people Romanticize love LA. Like it. The, yeah. Like the way people love LA is like the way people love New York City. You know, like mm, some yeah. people just feel the feeling here. And I just like never felt that. Um, so I don't know. I just didn't see myself here. And San Diego is a city, but it's, it's a little bit more like small town feel. I'm like a big time suburban girl, you know, like I like my car. I like to drive. I like to, um, but I don't like, like, I don't know, big hustling, bustling cities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe to visit, but not to live. I don't, I don't know. So I just didn't see myself here. But I was like, okay, San Diego is like two and a half hours away, three hours. Like, that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But then I moved out here and it's like, you think it's not that far, but you still have to like plan to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like you're not just like hopping in the car like, okay, I'm going to go to LA today. Um, so yeah, so I hung out a couple times with my sister in, um, in LA. I came mm-hmm. to visit. They came down to visit me. And then they had a birthday um, we did like an Airbnb in Palm Springs, which is like out in the desert. It's mm-hmm. like two hours, um, inland in the desert in California. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically I just had this like aha moment of like, why don't I live closer to my sister? And mm-hmm. also this feeling of like wanting to live by myself. Okay. Yeah. So went out to Palm Springs for my sister's birthday and had a lot of fun there and I we took some psychedelics nice had a little bit of an acid trip <laughs> um I've never done enough acid to fully trip so I've only done like tiny bits at a time yeah. to the point where you just feel 
it's like weed plus one for me. It's like, it's like the giggliness and silliness and weirdness of weed, but you just feel a little more energized and happy and, and giggly. I don't know. So I've yeah. never been, I've never been fully like, I don't know. Balls. Say they, never been fully tripping balls. Um, on acid anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, sorry if you hear the squeak. My dog is, like I said, on one. But yeah, I, I had this moment where I was like, it was the point in the night, like everybody was crazy. Um, we were partying. And then it was the point in the night where everybody had kind of scattered. Like there was one girl in the kitchen painting. Nice. My sister and her and their partner <laughs> were like, kind of like laying in bed, hanging out. Um, I remember my sister was like very slowly like turning through pages of a magazine just like admiring the art like just mm-hmm. in, you know in the the psychedelic trance yeah <laughs> um and yeah so and some people were like sleeping on the couch it was just like everybody was doing their own thing and I was just like laying out on a lounge chair and I just was like lost in this daydream of like feeling myself in my own little apartment hmm. by myself I was living with a roommate in San Diego and yeah, I didn't really even know exactly where we wanted to be yet, but I went in and told my sister about it. And I was like, I just realized that I want to live by myself. And I started like bawling hysterically. Aww. And I was like, I was like, I'm not even crying because I'm sad. I'm, these are happy tears. Yeah, like, I just like feel like I, yeah, it was like a, like a big, like aha moment. Like uh-huh. I, like I felt it in my soul. I call yeah. those, um, a Phoenix moment when you just nice. have like a breakthrough that just like, hits you hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they were like, I don't know. They were like, would you move to LA? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I just don't see myself there. And they were like, you don't see yourself here because you don't know it well enough yet. Like there's a neighborhood for everybody in LA. Like we just need to find you the right place to live. So that's what I did. A month later, I moved to LA. So I was in San Diego for two months and there was nothing really wrong with San Diego. It was just I didn't feel myself there. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's, yeah. it's interesting um, because, you know, you kind of have been on a journey like self-discovery and it's, mm. it sounds like you took a lot of leaps of faith um, to, yeah. to lead you to where you are today. And a little interesting fact, did you know that there are more people in LA than there are in Canada? No. <laughs> There is. Wow, that's so yeah. Funny. Like you guys have like over thirty million people there, right? I don't even know. I, I don't think know it's the like stats, but I believe forty you. million. Yeah, and we have. I think we have thirty something million in Canada. Wow. I'll, I'll literally look it up. Um. Yeah. So I, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I did hear a little fact about. Um. I think it's just specifically in Quebec, but there's more in Quebec City. There's more pools there than there are in LA more pools or yeah the- no pools I think pools like really yeah like I guess people just really fall out in the summertime because okay I don't never know. mind in California not LA oh okay but still that's scratch that fact everybody that's okay <laughs> it's a good fact yes. <laughs> okay but California yeah so um also I think a lot of people moved out of LA recently too but that's a whole nother, another thing I think a lot of people did move because of COVID because yeah. they were like, like, I think a lot of people moved in with their families and stuff because mm-hmm. they're, yeah, there's just nothing to do. So like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, okay. So moving out to LA, you also yeah. have, you also now have, um, a business. Why yeah. don't you tell us about that? I think that it's super interesting. So I want to hear about that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to just give a, a little bit more background. <laughs> little context leading up to it so because I feel like it it makes more sense to know why I'm doing what I'm doing if you know how I got here but yeah um, so yeah I was I was a high school French teacher which I shared but um, a couple years ago like four or five years ago now probably I started noticing that I was dating not bad guys I've always had like healthy relationships um, but just not they they never really lasted past the honeymoon stage so (laughs) I started getting really curious of like, why is this happening? Like, why do I keep finding myself in these relationships that aren't working? Um, And I think it's just because I was like, I was happy and felt loved and loved the person. And it was just kind of like, 
okay, the love is going to get us through it. Even if yeah. this isn't, this isn't aligned and this isn't aligned, you know, you make excuses and it makes sense while you're in it. And then you're like, that was fucking stupid. Like, why, oh. did, you, why did I think that was going to work? So yeah, I just got really into consuming, consuming, consuming all of this, like kind of like self-help stuff on, um, dating and relationships and romance and love and sex and like everything. It just it became like a hobby, interest, passion, curiosity that I just wanted to try to figure it out so that mm -hmm. I could like meet somebody and have it be like the real thing. Um, and I think I was kind of always in like long-term relationship mode. Like I was always feeling like I was like ready for my person, but right. just kept falling into the same pattern of like, I don't know. Not, I think I like wasn't really asking the big questions of like, do I see this long term? Like, yeah, yeah. Know? Or like, do you do you want to get married? Like, when would you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? When would we have kids? Like, right. just things like that. Because I think, I think, I don't know. I I want to say it's like a cultural thing, like, but maybe not everybody will identify with this. But for me, I think it's that feeling of like not wanting to be the psycho naggy girlfriend of like when are we having kids? When are we getting married? Are we going to get engaged? Like, you know, all of those yeah. things, like, like you want them to come up naturally and organically. But I, like my whole feeling is like, it's my life too. It shouldn't be dictated by a man in his right. ideas. Like his I feel wiener. like this, his wiener and his, <laughs> yeah. His no. Pain. Yeah. So um. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's, that's fair. And I, I totally understand what you said about, you know, not wanting to be like the naggy girlfriend or, you know, not wanting to be um, asking those questions and seeming like a psycho, but that's like a narrative that isn't, it's not your narrative. You know what I mean? It's someone else, mm. someone else's narrative of women has been like impressed upon you. So yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to live up to that narrative. And yeah, yeah I feel that. Um, I want to my husband my own life. Yeah, absolutely. When my husband and I got together, I was really worried about that too. I was coming off of a toxic relationship and it was so bad. And I was so worried about one, giving like all of myself away, but also, you know, being that naggy psycho girlfriend or, you know, asking like what his intentions were. But mm -hmm. what happened with us was we, he was, he's seven years older than me. So he, mm -hmm. I was 20, just turning 21 and he was 28 and, um, like that, he's kind of the one who brought it up and mm -hmm. was talked about marriage and kids and stuff and said that he wanted them. And I was like, ah, but, yeah. yeah, but I, I quickly, your current, like yeah, my your husband. man, yeah. your husband. Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Clayton. Clayton. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear him in my head right now. <laughs> this video you shared of him where he's like. I can't remember what he says, but I had never heard this Canadian word before. He's like, he caught me in my gitch or oh. something like that. Is that what it's called? The gitch? The yeah. gitch? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know what? I actually never heard that word until I met him. Okay. Sorry I'm to gosh. derail you, but like I just, that, that, that popped into my mind. That, uh, <laughs> I know. Everybody's like, what's a gitch? And I'm like, I had to Google it. It means gaunch. <laughs> Uh, like, gaunch? I like that's what I was raised saying gaunch gaunch we don't I don't know that either <laughs> say undies you undies. know toque I, I know toque yeah okay <laughs> yeah um I know that that's cool that's good yeah. um no yeah but gaunch or gitch I guess I don't know but or undies I say undies for girls gaunch for boys I guess okay yeah. Okay. Boxers. I guess we would say boxers. Yeah, boxers. But you probably yeah. know boxers. Yeah, boxers. I feel like it's like not. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So coming back. So full circle. Let's come back yeah. to like your business, everything like that. So like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So basically, went got really curious with that, and it was just kind of like an interest hobby. And then I also at the, around the same time got really into yoga. Did a yoga teacher training. So I think everything. I just got really into like soul searching and yeah. inward reflection and like trying to just like crack myself open and figure myself out. Yeah. So when all of this stuff started happening, um, I, I even remember like when I was with my ex at the time, I was just like in this place of like, I can't fucking do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm not living my life like this. Just like feeling like so 
I don't know, like it's such a, it, it, I think education a lot of times feels like such a thankless job. So I was like, I just don't see yourself doing, I don't want to put up with shit for the rest of my life, basically. Like, yeah. I just don't want to do this. And so I even said to my ex, he was like, so what would you do? And I was like, I don't know, maybe I would, I heard somebody talking about being like a happiness coach. They had like a training, like a professional development training at work about being a happiness coach. And I don't know what they do, but I feel like I could do that. I feel like I'm usually really happy and I could help people feel happier. More happy. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, so it's just kind of like an idea that I didn't really pursue. And then in the quarantine, I came up just, I was journaling one day. I made a list of all of these personal development sorts of things that I had done to work on myself that I've had found helpful. And I didn't really know what it was, but it was like this massive Google doc of like 10 pages of just like a list of all of the things that have helped me kind of like, just like I said, crack myself open, figure myself out, just feel a little bit more like aware of who I am and what I want. And like, the direction of my life and, and my patterns and all that stuff. So I didn't know what it was, but I ended up finding a business coach who um, was like, yeah, I think there's some like real value here. Like, I think you could turn this into a course or like a group coaching program or nice. So, yeah. So I ended up just doing that. I was like, all right, I guess I'll just like see what happens. And I did that yeah. and moved, moved out to California. Um, and I just decided to go all in with this coaching That's good. Thing. That's the way to go. That's the I way mean, to go. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was just kind of lucky to be able to be like teaching. You get paid through the summer. Like mm -hmm. the rest of my salary was paid out through the summer. So I had like a couple months months as like a grace period. And then um, so I'm, I'm kind of just like living on savings right now. And yeah. <laughs> hoping for the best. But, but my feeling is just like, I don't know. I... I'm feeling so aligned with this and this direction that I'm like, I just, I actually, when I was in San Diego, what prompted me to move as fast as I did was because I had two little gigs that were going to be starting in September. Mm -hmm. So this was like, I was there for the whole month of, of July. And then early August is when I had my, my acid epiphany to like move. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some, I had these two little jobs that were going to start in September. And I was like, I was just going to do, it was going to be probably about 30 hours a, w a week. And I was like, but just was thinking like, okay, I should probably start like making some side hustle cash just for like consistent income. And, um, I don't know. I just, I was like, okay, I can stay here and I can start these little jobs. I'm going to feel obligated to start these little jobs if I stay here, or I can just move in September maybe October, but I wanted to just do it right away and have mm -hmm. it be done. I didn't want to keep feeling like, like I was just waiting to move again. Like I just was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's just do it. Yeah. So, build some roots. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I feel that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just decided to move out here and um, I'm just like going all in with it. And I've just continued to invest in working with business coaches. I'm all about, I feel like you'll get this, like just, I always say that like I invest in personal development and like ball out on personal development the yeah, way absolutely. people do on like travel. <laughs> like yeah. I'll, I'll spend money on like a good vacation, you know, but, mm -hmm. but for me, like if I'm feeling like it's really going to help me achieve something in myself that I want to achieve, then like I'm going to pay for it. Like I'm going to invest in it. Yeah, I feel absolutely. like it's worth it. So that's a good, that's a good way to be because there is, there's no investment in yourself that could not have an ROI, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, investing in yourself is paying yourself hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you do, so basically happiness coach is not like your title. No, it's oh, not my title, title, but yeah. So I, I, I recently, I've been struggling with this for a while because I just, it's hard. Not, yeah. I'm just like, I don't really know what to call myself because I just don't know what I am yet, but I recently landed on love and life coach. That feels that aligned. does feel good. Yeah. It feels, I feel like I had, I was at first calling myself a women's empowerment coach. I don't know why I didn't really vibe with that. 
I do, yeah, I do love be, to hype the ladies, but yeah. Well, and women's empowerment coach is kind of like an industry almost like it's kind of a broad, it's, it's a little bit broad, which is fine. Right. Yeah. Like you're like within that, like you're even like you're narrowed down within that. Right. Cause you can empower women in so many different ways. And this is how you specifically do it. Right. Yeah. Love yeah. self-care. Right. Mm-hmm. So what are your, cause we were chatting with about this a little bit before we started, mm-hmm. what would be mm-hmm. like your best self-care tip for a woman who's looking for self-care? Oh, okay. Best self-care tip would just be, well, maybe I'll give you a couple little nuggets. I think that we always think of self-care as being like pampering. Yeah. Baths. <laughs> Which are, which are great. Yes. But yep. self-care is really just anything that you do to take care of yourself. So like anything that makes you feel less stressed and mm-hmm. more at ease. So I think just like knowing that self-care can also be like going through the 500 emails in your inbox just to like clear up some mental space. Yeah. Um, or it can be like literally doing nothing and just like laying down in peace and silence. or I heard on your podcast the other day how you were saying that you like wake up and you just have coffee in silence. Yes. That's self-care. That's like you just being like, I know that I need this for my day Mm -hmm. to be good for me, to be good for my work, to be good for my son and my husband. And like, I think that that's, Mm -hmm. I think we just think self-care is like the like the, the topical type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it's just the band-aids. That's what it's viewed as, right? It's, yeah. it's the pedicure and the, and the hot bath and wine, which is great that those are awesome. I love those things, but mm-hmm. it really like for me, like self-care is dealing with the shit that's going on in your mind, you mm-hmm. know, clearing mm-hmm. space, like taking that, that coffee in the morning is everything to me, everything. Yeah. And I, yeah. my husband and I this morning, so I got up at 5.30 and like, I'm begged. I'm going to take the afternoon off today because I'm, mm-hmm. I've been like going hard for like eight days, which is too much for me. But mm-hmm. the, I, he was like, oh, maybe you, you shouldn't get up that early. I'm like, I have to, yeah. I, if I, or else I won't be the mother that my son deserves or the wife that you deserve. Like mm-hmm. I get up at 5.30 in the silence and eat some food and have my coffee completely alone and literally just stare at a wall and then read. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably like very, you don't feel rushed. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't, I have my little crazy pop who's like, she's not a two-year-old. Is he two, your son? He's three now. Yeah. He's three. Okay. Yeah. But like, you can do that at your own pace. Like you can do that in the quiet and like, I'm sure as soon as he gets up, like you want to be on for him. And yeah, it's hard to be like, okay, like just yeah. go in there and I'm going to drink my coffee in here and yeah, mommy needs her space. Like you're doing what you need to do for you. And like, I think the idea of it being like a ripple effect, like I think self-care can have like two ends of the spectrum where it can be like you're self-caring to distract mm-hmm. from like what's really going on. Yes. Um, and you're calling it self-care. Yeah. It's really just like you doing nothing to, as an avoidance tactic. Totally. Um, but I think on the other end, it can be like feeling like you don't have the time or space to do it. Um, and I think it's just doing like what you did, like not everybody's going to want to wake up at five 30 just so that they can have time for themselves. But I think right. it's just knowing how to like check in with yourself and be like, okay, I have 10 minutes. Like what's some, yeah. Asking yourself what you need, like, what do I really need right now? So I think, yeah, yeah. Both ends of the spectrum, just being aware of like, am I self-caring myself into a black hole because I'm like avoiding things and calling it self-care. Yeah. We all have, you know, it's like, yeah, (laughs) like I'm going to do some two hours of online shopping today just because I, my soul needs it. Like, I don't know. You can literally call anything self-care if you think it's, it's like feeding your soul, I think. But I think just it's at, it's the check-ins with yourself. I would say self-care is checking in with yourself, asking yourself what you need yeah. and honoring that need. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's maybe in a nutshell, mm-hmm. in, a, in a nutshell slash roundabout way. Of yeah. Saying, like that's the juicy nugget. Last night, my husband and I, so like I said, I've been kind of going hard for like the last eight days and need some time. And, uh, like I was like so tired last night that I was like in tears and my husband's like, Oh my gosh, like, what do you need? And I'm like, I, 
I just need some alone time. I need to just, like, I turned my phone off at 7 p.m. last night and needed, I sat in the bath, but without music, like, without anything else. Actually, I ate some ice cream in the bath, and Mm -hmm. it's so good. (laughs) And sat there and just, like, literally just stared at a wall and just, like, let it all go. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's that. It's the, my thing is, like, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Do you know your Enneagram? I'm a two. You're a two? Ooh. Yeah, the helper. What is nice. seven? The enthusiast? Uh, I forget. Yeah, probably the enthusiast. Uh, I forget what it's labeled as. <laughs> There's a seven on the Enneagram thing. Like my ADD <laughs> is everywhere. But like we're very like hyper. We're very like busy. We're very, mm. um, yeah, enthusiastic, very people people. Like I love to be around people. I, I'm very extroverted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I also will, f- I have this like fear of being stagnant. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So being for me, achieving something is like reading good books. Like I'm always reading personal ve- development. I'm always working on podcasts and reels and creating and being mm-hmm. a mom and cleaning my house and doing all the things. And then I realized last night, I've realized this before, but it just kind of came up last night because I was like, I had too much. And I was like, I am keeping myself busy to avoid something. What's Mm -hmm. going on with me right now? Mm -hmm. And so I sat in the bath, like, I was like, Kate, I need some time alone. And usually I read, read at night and I just didn't even read last night. I just went to sleep. And then this morning, usually I read, like I'll drink usually half my coffee and then um, I'll pick up my book, my personal development book, but I drank the entire coffee because I used to like in that podcast episode, I used to just drink my coffee and then I would read like a bit later. But lately I've been picking it up because I love the book that I'm reading while I'm drinking my coffee. And then today I was like, nope, it's coffee only like back to that. And like realizing like, just be like, it's just so hard for me to just be, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. Is it the happy happiness money book? Yeah. Happy pocket full what, of money. Happy pocket full of money. Yeah. Okay. So that happy and money. Good. Okay. Is it like a money mindset kind of book? Not really. It is, but mm. it isn't. So it's, it's, it's spirituality and science combined kind of. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So like the first two chapters are like quantum physics. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, describing how everything is one, like down mm-hmm. to a subatomic particle like down to a molecular level like we are all one Mm -hmm. and then it leads into uh like the spirituality and like law of attraction and everything like that without even saying law of attraction so Mm -hmm. how like how you're being how you're imagining your life like how you can be present (laughs) um yeah and you know how to acquire wealth through being versus like an external source basically is is what it is it's so Honestly, this book, everybody needs this book, I swear. It's the best one I have read out for everything. And I am always reading personal development. And this is hands down the best one I've ever read. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to add it to my list. I have a lot of books that I'm reading that that I have. Um, I, so I actually, part of my personal development journey is that um, I am currently taking a, it's about a year long program to be a relationship love and sex coach so now in addition to kind of like all of the things I've learned on my own and all the trainings and workshops and all that stuff that I've attended along the way I'm doing something that's like a lot more intentionally aligned with the work that I see myself doing Mm -hmm. um and so I'm reading there's like a big reading list I'm currently reading come as you are which I would recommend to anybody with a vulva. Nice. Or really anybody who interacts with a vulva. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so everybody. Yeah, pretty, everybody well, should read it. Not everybody. Maybe, maybe not. I if you don't react. gay men. Yeah. yeah. If you don't interact with a vulva, it might not be for you. But if you do, yeah. then this is for you. If you do, read it. It's, it's basically all about um, – Brakes and accelerators, so things that like turn you on, oh, I've and heard things of that, that turn you off, yeah. yeah, and how basically how like your bra- your brakes are like stress, or like it can be yeah. like a dirty a dirty room, or like 
That's so be, interesting. Yeah, it can be like literally anything and your accelerators are the things that turn you on. It can be your partner smelling good. It can yeah. be um, it can be if you're if you just got a promotion, it can be if you had a really good day, it can be like yeah, physical touch or if your partner like did something really sweet and thoughtful and um Mm -hmm. And your brakes and your accelerators are independent of each other. So yeah. you can be wildly turned on, but something could happen to turn you off. And it, it yeah. usually the brakes trump the accelerator. So a lot of it is, um, yeah. a lot of it's all about that and kind of like learning about your tapping into kind of like your sexual history to see the patterns and like what turns you on, what turns you off, um, and it's just like information. It's just like information for anybody who like, uh, I feel like men typically, like, I think I can say this as a generality and a truth that men typically get off a lot easier than women. And there's this idea of sex being over sometimes when the man gets off that or not all suck. the time. What is it? That would suck really bad. I would hate that. <laughs> that would suck really bad. And I think that, but I think that that's how we learn about it. Even if it's not, even if nobody's saying to you in sex ed, like, okay, and then you finish sex after the man gets, gets off, you know, nobody yeah. like really presents it that way. But I think that's just what you, you're not really taught. You're not taught in school uh -huh. that like, like girls should be pleasured just as much yeah. as boys should. Like there's no pleasure talk in school. You no, know what I mean? of course not. It's, no. too, it's way too taboo. And I hate it in their, like in society's eyes, it's too taboo. Mm -hmm. But like raising kids, like my husband and I, um, we're, we want to make sure that our kids are educated about that. And like, whether yeah. it comes from us or we just direct them to a, a source, I don't mm -hmm. want my kid like learning everything there is to know from porn or yeah. not that there's anything wrong with porn. You know what I mean? Like, like power to anybody who, who does it, who films it, who watches yeah. it, whatever. I, no, I totally know what you're saying. It's like, yeah. there, there's something to learn from it, but it's like, it, if kids are only learning what they know from, from porn. sex ed and porn, yeah. like they're not getting the, they're missing a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I like what you said about, um, brakes and accelerators because, uh, my husband and I talked about this recently and it's interesting that you put it that way. I'm going to definitely read that book. Um, yeah, like for me, it. like I, like I cannot get in the mood if like our house is completely fucked or like our, <laughs> our, like our dishes, like there's dishes in the sink that I know at five 30 I'm getting up to. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. You can't. I yeah, can't. It's like, or if it I stinks, mean, like something stinks in the house. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dirty like mouths. Little, like, yeah. 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 There, I mean, there's a lot of things for different people yeah. and, um, some people can have like really sensitive brakes and really non-sensitive accelerators, accelerators, which can be really hard for people who are like, mm -hmm. okay, everything can be a break for me. Like my mood, the state of the apartment, like, you know, everything can, like, everything can be a break. And then if you don't have a sensitive enough accelerator, then it's also really hard for you to get turned on. So that's yeah. why it's every, I think when I took the quiz, I think I kind of fell in the middle of both of them. So like, I'm easily distracted by things. Ooh, you um, should send us the link to that quiz and we'll put it. In yeah, the I'll see. There probably is a, there probably is. If the quiz is in the book, but I would, oh, okay. I would bet that there's a, I would bet that there's a version you can do online for breaks and accelerators. Cool. I'll see if I can find it and I'll share it with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it's just, it's really, I think it's important for people to know because I yeah, think absolutely. a lot of times too, like part of porn or part of even like movies, you know, or TV is yeah. like, seeing these women having these like wild fucking orgasms and they're like what is she doing <laughs> like, I, that's, like that, is that supposed to be what's happening like is there something yeah. wrong with me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like yeah. I always had a really hard time getting off mm. and I don't know I think part of it too is just like it's mental a lot it, of it's it mental. is yeah a lot of it's mental so mm -hmm. um so uh, yeah but I think I think I've gotten over that part of it a lot more. And now it's just like, do I feel comfortable and safe with this person? And yeah. also, do they know what they're doing? And do you feel comfortable and safe with yourself, right? Like, yeah. Do you feel like comfortable in your own body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it has to do with just like 
Mm-hmm. Feeling well, safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if there's any trauma that happened when you were a kid or um, teenager, heaven yeah. forbid, or even young adult, like, mm-hmm. you know, if there's anything that has been there that hasn't been healed through, that can really like, that can, that can like trump a lot of, a lot of things for you. And it is very mental for women. And like, this is something that I've been focusing on over the last few years since having my son, because there are so many other things to think about versus mm-hmm. when it was just me and my husband. I mean, whatever, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing, mm-hmm. you don't care, right? The, the dirty sink doesn't matter because you're just you're just two of you. It doesn't matter. It's like one dish. Who cares? Right? No big mm-hmm. deal. Plus you can sleep in. And when you've yeah. slept a long time, it feels, it's fine. But when you're, yeah. you know, when, if, when you're, um, like after you've had a kid, I don't know if this is for most women, but for us, like for me, I had to discover this whole other side of myself. You know, I had to learn, um, about like sex and everything a lot differently than I thought it was. It's not, it's not, ran by lust anymore it's like you have to love yourself and you have to be in that like mental state and also nutrition is huge for libido for women so that yeah who knew it's crazy um so i didn't know that yeah um there's there's lots you can do for your libido um but also just really like and also there's other if you have to learn your triggers too Mm -hmm. right like you said like your accelerators like do you like to read like uh, an erotic novel? Do you like to mm-hmm. fantasize about like romance? Whatever it is, read romance. Like a little dirty talk. Like, yeah, like yeah, what do you like? like spice sex. it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just a lot of, it, I feel like the book for me, and I'll say that like, so there's a Facebook group for part of the program that I'm in so that everybody can kind of connect and mm-hmm. ask questions and, you know, there's like that community there. Um, and it was funny because I started reading it and I was like, wow, this is an amazing book. I love it so much. I feel like it's like the perfect mix of like science and information, like, you know, digestible information. And she does these like little anecdotal type of things that are where she has like four women who are dealing with their own sorts of situations. And they're kind of like a composite of like all the women that she's worked with Mm -hmm. in, in her like years of doing this work. So she kind of will put what she's sharing with you from more of like a, I don't know. I don't know how to word it. Like she, she puts these like little, yeah, she, yeah. She'll put in like the, the science informational stuff and then share stories right. as part of it too. So I feel like you can feel yourself more in those right. too, or like little pieces of yourself and like, Oh yeah. Okay. It's really relatable in that way. But it was funny because in the Facebook group, there are a lot of people who said that they didn't like it because they thought it was too sciencey, but I thought it was, I'm not even really like a sciencey person. I thought it was just hmm. sciencey enough <laughs> for I, me. So yeah, I, but like I, think I like facts and stuff. Yeah. And facts I think and she, she does also present a lot of it in kind of like a, she gives a lot of good like analogies for kind of understanding the stuff that's a little harder to digest. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think she's kind of funny. Like, I think she tries to like add in some like little jokes and stuff in there. Like it's not just super dry. Like she, she tries to, I think, make it like a little more fun. I think that anything to do with sex is just fun to read in my opinion. Yeah. I I like to understand. Yeah. And like, this is coming from a place like if I, if I would not have ever said that one year ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Like I used to be super shy about all this stuff. And like when anybody would talk about like boobs or like a bra or like sex or anything like a butt. Tampons. Yeah. Like I'd be like, oh Lord. Yeah. Like, I know. And it's society. And it's not it's, even like, yeah, it's not even like I was a virgin or anything like mm, that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and if you have like a shitty experience when you're young, which did happen to me, um, then, you know, like it's, it's going to be like, it's going to be hard to get through that. Right. Like if you totally, so, so yeah, but anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you had that shitty experience. Um, It's fine. It wasn't really with me. It was with somebody else, but it just, yeah, it was, Um, yeah. mm -hmm. It was just like those first like experiences when you're a kid and like Mm -hmm. under like in getting introduced to sex, basically very, very young. And it's like, it wasn't good wasn't good. Yeah. 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 There's totally. a huge story about that. But... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I know there's, there's so much that I think we just don't know. And we, it's like, we don't know that we don't know it either. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Like we think that we know, or we think that 
I mean, that's not to say that we have no idea what our bodies are doing or, or what our brains are thinking, but there, I guess my point is that there's so much hap- more happening on like a subconscious level yeah. that we're un- not even aware of. Like there's, she presents some information on, um, on how like, like little boys when they get their first like boner, basically, mm-hmm. like something having to do with like the room that they were in, like can be like something that they continue to associate with mm-hmm. hmm. and a, like getting it, getting turned on, even though it's like a stupid thing. It could be like a lava lamp. I don't know. I'm thinking of yeah. this is like a dumb example, but, but basically it's this idea of like on a super subconscious level, there are things that even turn us on that we don't even, we would never even think that it turns us on, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there could be something like, say the same little boy has a boner and he's like checking it out and is like, Oh, what's this? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And then his mom comes in mm-hmm. and is like, what are you doing? Put that away. Mm. Then makes the, it feel shame. It's yeah. The shame kicks in. And like, so there's all these little things mm-hmm. that they, like all these little conscious and subconscious things that pile in together to make yeah. us who we are sexually today here and now and you totally. don't, things that you might not even think to yeah. micro Yeah. I think there's always some healing that we can do um, in that area. I think in every area. That's really mm. interesting. I will, yeah. I'll definitely link that book for you guys in the show notes and I'm going to mm-hmm. definitely read that book or I'm going to see if it's on Audible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's called Come As You Are. Come as you are by Emily Nagoski, I believe is her last name. Yeah, Nagoski. I'll link that for sure. So okay. why don't we talk about your launch and when what's going on with that, what that's going to all be about. And, you know, if somebody's listening to this, who could benefit from this? Mm-hmm. I would be thrilled to share. Thank you so much for asking. So the Google Doc, the aforementioned Google Doc, where I brain dumped everything that I've done to work on myself that I found helpful, useful, informational, insightful, just helped crack me open a little bit to figure out more about who I am and like my patterns and all of that stuff, turned that into a course. Um, and I have found in my own experience doing this work that like being able to have somebody to process all of it with is so helpful. And I think if you're getting into this kind of work, or maybe if you've even been doing it for a little bit, a little while, but you don't you might have a friend you can confide in and talk to about it, but like, I always joke that you, you're not going to just like bring up your inner child trauma over brunch, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not going to just be like, Me and my wow. best friend would though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's great that you, but like, and that's not to say that I can't talk to my friends about it. I think it's just yeah. that like, it's, it's a path that I've gone down by myself. Um, yeah. and well, having an outside source, like a therapist almost. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's right, good. Right. right. So I feel like me in a coaching role, I kind of see myself as I'm not, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm a former teacher. So I do think that I have kind of like that element to add to the coaching relationship, but I'm the oldest of three um, girls. So I always call myself a professional big sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I saw that in your Instagram bio. Yeah. Professional hype woman. So I think kind of the experience and again not a therapist but I feel like it's almost like a therapist best friend big sister kind of mm-hmm. dynamic um working with me as a coach through this group coaching program so it's called awake alive and aligned and it's a nine-week group coaching program for women who are basically ready to switch off of autopilot and switch off of all of like the bullshit that's pulling them back and just help them to feel more empowered in like the choices that they make for themselves and feeling like they know how to tap into like what self-care really means to them. Like we were talking about before, right. like self-care for you is like a bath and a pedicure. That's great. But, um, how what, can we do with the shit like, going on in your head? <laughs> yeah. But like, there's so many more layers to it. And so the course is really offering a lot more self-care strategies that you might not Mm -hmm. think of like even just like dancing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like dancing um Mm self-pleasure is one of them um like there's lots of little things in there that are self-care related but outside of like the typical right pillars so to speak of self-care um and then tons of reflection to 
help you move past limiting beliefs, which I, I feel like your audience probably knows what limiting beliefs are, like these yeah. ideas that we have that <laughs> yeah, for are sure. like yeah. the stories we're telling ourselves that are holding us back, mm-hmm. trying to release some insecurities, heart, like taking a more empowered approach to your insecurities, um, your hardships, um, relationships in general, boundaries, just like there's, it's, it's everything for the woman who's ready to really do some intentional soul searching. Perfect. Packaged into like a nice little course. And then there is the added bonus of having a coach to process all of it with mm-hmm. and the group coaching dynamic mm-hmm. to have that like sisterhood element of um, amazing of like, like, yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you can do this work by yourself. You know, I'm sure that like, just like everything, right? You know like, that, yeah. yeah, you can, do, you can do it by yourself. Like there's no, like, you know, we've done it by ourselves, reading mm-hmm. the books and, and mm-hmm. like, actively, you can get there like, a lot faster you, if you have a coach, you can get there a lot faster with a coach. And especially with, with the coach plus the course, I think mm-hmm. you have, you know, you have access to this course and it's intentionally sequenced in a way that you can, you build on, um, right. On takes down the start small. Yeah. Yeah. We start small with kind of like figuring out where you are right now. Um, really hyping yourself up with positive affirmations and gratitude and, and just kind of, I don't know, getting into shedding that dead weight in a way that doesn't feel so like, okay, we're going to really like address your demons right now. You know what I mean? The demons come a little bit later. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. The shadow work, the shadow work sounds a little bit nicer than the demons, but you know what I mean? So, (laughs) so yeah, it's the course plus the group coaching component and then Mm -hmm. the one-on-one coach. And I feel like all of it, you know, you can do this work by yourself and I encourage everybody to like try to find a book that that Mm -hmm. they think they want to read. That's going to speak to what their needs are. But if somebody is ready to really like dive in, then coming to you would probably be an awesome way to go. Please come to me. Please, please find me. And then otherwise um, I do have a membership called the Phoenixville membership, which Mm -hmm. is monthly access to resources, workshops, group coaching, and a guest expert presentation for self-care, self-love and um, relationships. And then otherwise, um, as I connect with people, and it seems like group, um, sorry, one-on-one coaching is a better fit for them. And I've mm-hmm. also done some one-on-one coaching as well. So awesome. that's kind of where I am right now. Perfect. And I would love to connect with any of your listeners who feel like yeah, absolutely. they could use a little bit of this kind of love in their life. It's, I think it's all just like, I kind of explain it as soul searching one-on-one. It's like just, um, mm-hmm. It's just figuring yourself out and, and not feeling so guilty about wanting to put yourself first and mm-hmm. wanting to like maybe do something that doesn't feel like what everybody else is doing. Kind of like me transitioning into coaching, like, yeah, the, the safe thing for me to do would be to stay in education where you get like a salary job and health insurance and Mm-hmm. all the stuff and amazing I don't so know that's where... just I want everybody to wake up and live their life as yeah well. <laughs> absolutely and it can be hard like it really you know it's hard to find yourself if you've been living on autopilot so it's mm-hmm. it would be nice it would be nice to be able to have somebody to support you through that process um, to love on yourself a little bit more and to really just help you accelerate the process because you know we in a world that we live in such a like a society that is kind of just it's actually changing now thankfully but mm-hmm. we live in a society that's very um it's kind of uniform where it's kind mm-hmm. of like you do this you go to school you do your thing you have a career for the rest of your life but then you realize you wake up one day and you're like who am i though are these decisions yeah. my own right that's yeah. exactly what this is that's right. exactly what this is going to help you with and i think like i think no, I think I know the benefit of doing this in the nice. group coaching capacity <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is that you have that accountability and consistency and support that it's so easy to just let yourself be like, this is too much right now, or I don't have time for this right now. And that's all fair and good if you really don't have the time or you really don't have the mental capacity for it. But I think having that point person to actually support you through the process actually helps mm-hmm. you achieve that growth and transformation that you're looking for 
within a time frame. You know what I mean? And like, we're always going to be growing and transforming and, and learning things about ourselves. That's not to say after this program, you just stop altogether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like are like, okay, that's enough growth for now. Um, but yeah, it's like, you just, you choose to invest in yourself knowing that it's going to help you be better in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Amazing. Not just for you, of course, but I think like we were talking about that ripple effect of mm-hmm. how it affects and touches every area of your life, relationships, work, everything. Amazing. Well, I love that. So before we wrap up, why don't you tell us where everybody can find you and how they can connect? Okay. So I am on Instagram at glowup.slowdown. Perfect. That's currently where you can find me. And okay. In the that's DM? it for now. And the DM, shoot me a little DM, say hi. Watch Sounds my reels. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys go ahead, follow her on social media, on Instagram. You can connect with her there. And then if you are interested in her program launching the week of February 14th, then you're going to have lots of time now to chat with her and um, see if it's going to be a good fit for you. Go support her. Give her some hype on her Instagram. You know us creators love that. So we love it. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll just redirect that hype right back at you. I'm all about the hype. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank I'm you so for glad. having me. You are welcome. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Sam Perriard with an underscore so I can keep the good stuff coming. See you on the next episode.